Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Blissful Mind Podcast. My name is Manny. And my name is Dana. Yes, and we just want to give a huge shout out first of all to... Manny. Um, <laughs> Manny is my amazing best friend from college. Shout out ISU. Um, shout out Manny for giving us our brand new logo. So if you guys have seen, we do have a new look um a little bit to our podcast and so that is all thanks to manny carrera so thank you yes huge shout out to manny from manny um yeah just want to say another thing as well as we hope everyone's doing well right now uh we are in the middle of election season so uh we wanted to get this episode out to kind of give people some peace of mind and also just something to listen to to get their minds off of um just the heightened i think political climate right now everything going on um and today we want to talk a little bit about red flags and what they are so without further ado dana for you what are red flags so red flags are um they're kind of those things you know when you're getting to know a person Mm -hmm. what is telling you like eh, (laughs) you know like maybe that's not the best idea Mm. so when i think of red flags i think of that you know that game show buzzard and I'm like, okay, this is mm. this is not right. This doesn't feel or sit right with me personally. What I value, um, what I believe that I need, and so yeah, those are red flags for me. What about you? I would say, I guess red flags. Sometimes I get them confused with my gut feelings, but sometimes I feel like red flags can be uh, just something that kind of goes against what you stand for and what you believe in. Um, especially when you're talking to someone or meeting someone. It could also just be friendships too. But specifically for this episode, we're talking about relationships and getting to know someone, a significant other. And so for me, it has to do with, yeah, just basically, if it goes against what you truly believe in, what you stand for in different facets of your life, whether it be your um, you know, your spiritual well-being or your mental well-being, emotional intelligence, um, career aspirations, um, your view on certain heated topics or the way you treat other people, um, different types of etiquette, I'm sure that everyone has, um, career, uh, I think education too, you know, like if, you know, for some people it's a huge red flag if the, if the person they're trying to talk to or get to know doesn't really want to pursue like an education, they want to pursue something completely different, which is totally fine. Um, so yeah, I guess that's for me, that's my definition of red flags. Yeah. And, and I think some, of some of these things too, um, you know, red flags are one thing and deal breakers are another thing. So that's something to definitely stay tuned, um, in the future. Um, thank you guys so much who gave us both feedback on red flags, um, Mm -hmm. on our social media. Mm -hmm. Um, and so because of the great amount of responses that we got from a lot of our listeners we're going to do another episode on more deal breakers things are things that are just you know definite yes not about cut it off you know those sort of things so um yeah so, yeah, so stay tuned for that yeah because well. wouldn't you say red flags are like cut it off kind of and mm. and deal breakers are more like people say like oh that's a deal breaker but it's like yeah but like is it something you can talk to them about or is it something that like you know what i'm saying it's a good point because it's It's not just black and white it's very grayish color yeah that's so hard that's what makes this thing so sticky almost Mm -hmm. you know especially Mm -hmm. just because we all have different experiences and things that have led us to determine or define exactly what those red flags or deal breakers are so yeah it's it's very sticky because you know that could be interchangeable for some people and it could be very definite for others so that's true yeah so our definitions of what red flags are and um you know we're gonna go over some red flags doesn't mean that these have to be yours also you can totally disagree with us that's the great thing about podcasts it's just me and dana's personal opinions about 
a certain topic. So, and, and honestly, if you have questions or maybe you've experienced some of these red flags, um, we would love to hear from you. So if you're ever interested in um, just, you have questions in general, just contact us. Our podcast Gmail is blissfulmindpod at gmail.com. Um, blissfulmindpod is the Instagram and Facebook name. You can also hit us up on our personal IGs, which is uh, Don Manolo uh, on Instagram. And what's yours? Mine is D-A-S Dana Bear. So D-A-S-D-A-I-N-A Bear um, on Instagram. Um, or if you happen to have me on Snapchat, feel free to contact yeah, me there, there too. too. That's a great way yes, as well. Yes, yes. So this part of the episode... Um, we want to talk a little bit about why they're important to recognize. So Dana, why are red flags important to recognize? I think red flags are great to recognize <laughs> because it keeps you from, I guess, being committed to something for too long. Mm. Um, it keeps you from, um, I don't know, I guess putting yourself through it. I, I'm using quotation marks here, people you can't yeah. see, but putting yourself through the ish if you will through the mud through the dirt mm. um it keeps you from avoiding having to do that by recognizing those red flags you know right yeah. off the bat so i don't know why to you like why are they important to recognize i think it helps you recognize what you want in a significant other um and so if something for example let's say you don't like because they are very narcissistic which you would assume a lot of people would up as a red flag but a lot of people deal with it um but if you're very stern and you know what you want and you can tell the certain um i guess behaviors of a narcissist and you really don't want that kind of at all in a significant other then it's good to know and so that's why it's important i feel like to recognize red flags because from there not only are you learning about what you want in yourself but what you want in the other person and what you don't want what you want to avoid because um you don't want to you know, get into a relationship six, eight months, a year, or longer, and it gets to the point where, uh, you know, you then you start to recognize. Well, yeah, especially just because life gets messier, things yes. can get crazier, stickier, mm-hmm. however you want to call it. And, you know, mm-hmm. going back to, I guess, the root of, you know, what our hopes for this podcast would be in providing you guys a lot of um, encouragement and awareness in regards to mental health mm-hmm. in relation with red flags and mental health, you know, it's just, it's a way of all of us being mindful. Yeah. Mindful of ourselves exactly. and, and mindful of others. Blissful well. minds. <laughs> Blissful minds. <laughs> no, but it's Love so it. true though. I, I think the great thing about, and, and, and oftentimes people, I would say get a, a little bit afraid when they recognize red flags or they don't know sometimes if it's a red flag. Um, for you how how do you know when it's a red flag do, do you like for like for me for example i just feel it in my gut and i'm like uh-uh no i don't know about that Mm-mm. you know that goes against what i know i don't know it's just that's awesome it's just something in my gut well i wish i'd had that because it, i think and it's something that i'm trying to work on and it's something that i'm trying to encourage the people around me um to be mindful of as well but it's so hard to recognize the way your body responds to certain things true you know oftentimes we react with our mind but we don't really listen to the way our body is responding to things whether it be you know a clamminess of our hands or a thumping of our chest or a dip you know in our stomach yeah, a, that's true. a fall in our stomach or whatever it may be so kudos to you for having that because <laughs> that's something that's so hard for me um yeah, to, to do, especially with my, my ADHD mind just going a mile mm. a minute constantly. But I guess for me, like, I know when it's a red flag, when somebody says something and I'm in my head like, WTF? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Yes. So whenever that little question mark, I guess, pops in my mind when I'm mm-hmm. interacting with someone, mm-hmm. um, specifically when it's somebody that I'm, you know, potentially thinking of as a partner, if mm-hmm. you will, um, that's when I'm like, okay. That's something to, to mm-hmm. take note of for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And um, th- like I said, that's why I'm glad I have that. I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's just something in my gut. I, I, would, I guess you can call it your intuition. Um, I'm sure a lot of you listening to this kind of have that too. And don't think that it's um, wrong because I feel like oftentimes, like I'll admit I do this where, you know, I have that WTF moment. 
and then I'm just like, oh, you know, um, I'm just gonna, nah, it's not that big of a deal, you know, I, I downplay it, you know, and I'm like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal, you know, like, the, the, I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, it, that was just a one-time thing, but then it keeps happening and happening, and then it gets to the point where it's like, you're past your limit, and then it's already kind of messy at that point. Well, and that brings up the great question, the great question you know, why do we ignore it? Uh, why, why do we ignore these, yeah. these things that, you know, come up? Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's, you know, obviously it's to, you know, cause we want something to work so badly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, I think some of us too, you know, we've invested so much time and effort into something that we don't want to feel like that time and effort is wasted. So we try to move past it, but I, I don't know. What do you think? I, I would definitely say one of them is is trying to make the relationship work past its limit, for sure. Um, you know, and I think I kind of gave an example uh, last time, um, but I'll give it again. You know, my own personal life. You know, I've experienced in the past relationships or just even dating someone for a couple months and it didn't work out. Um, and I kind of realized when I look back at it now. I really allowed that it to kind of continue on past its limit. Like, I should have probably been like, you know what, a month in, mm, okay, I'm good. You know, like I'm not that attracted to you. I think it was one of one of the girls I I was talking to one time, and but I kept allowing myself to keep going. And this was actually the first night I met her. So this is the first night I met her. <laughs> we went to a rave, and uh, I was like, yeah, you're not that. I don't know. It's not that physically, <laughs> not that physically like, attractive. And I'm not saying yeah. this. Yeah, I'm like th- everybody has their preferences. Yeah, There's everyone has their preferences. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. We're so human. I, I was just not that physically attracted to her, and I was like, you know what? But I wanted to keep going because she checked off a couple boxes off the list that I'm sure people have in their head of like, okay, this person needs to have these things if and I want to actually talk. Looks aren't everything. Right. Exactly. And I was just and but there were some other things that came into play later on. I mean, I was dating this girl for like three months so by the three month span that's like when you're like at least for me i'm I'm thinking okay um i'm past my uh what you call it um um breaking point my 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 trial trial. (laughs) the trial period the trial period the trial period i'm done with it and do i really want to renew the subscription for the rest of the year (laughs) or no no. so (laughs) for, for me i will admit that i've made the mistake of just not going with my gut feeling and being honest with her and myself. I mean, I was, and she didn't take it lightly because it was been it's been three months. And if I'm sure if I would have told her the first night or maybe a month in or a week in, she would have probably understood, you mm-hmm. know. So, I, I don't know. That's one reason for me. How about you? Um, you know, I'm looking at our, our little thing we have here to help us out today. Oh, and, yeah. You know, you bring up a great point, you know, when it's lust and not love and how that mm. blinds the person. Mm-hmm. And that is so true Oof. for ignoring a red flag. <laughs> Oof. I know it, it hits for all of us because we've all been there. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a huge reason why we ignore it. It's like we... I think us as human beings, we appreciate and we crave that intimacy so much, Mm -hmm. um, that physical contact with another person. So it's like when you have it and that in itself feels genuine, Mm -hmm. it's very easy to believe that everything else behind that is genuine, even though it's not. So even though that physical touch in that moment can be genuine, it does not mean that everything else and the pillow talks and the, you know, the contact (laughs) or whatever may be, it doesn't mean that that's genuine either and so i know i've definitely been in a situation where i was blinded by um blinded by lust and um it's it's something i mean everybody has to discover these things Mm -hmm. in their own time Mm -hmm. thankfully when you get out of it you're like thank goodness yes yeah um it is not easy by any means especially because um at least i know for the both of us you just always want to give people the benefit of the doubt um and just I don't know. You're so hopeful for something. Yeah. You're just so hopeful, hanging on to potential or whatever it, it may be that you just don't want to really look at it for what it is. So. Um. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, I, I would say that lust aspect definitely came into play. You know, I, it comes into play a lot for people who are new to relationships, maybe, or maybe they've just been wanting something for so long and they've been single for so long. Like I've been single for. I mean, yeah, technically, I've been single for, what, three years now? I'm going three years. Um, 
so I, I'll admit like this last person that I was talking to, it was a little bit of infatuation and um, I think it, there was a little bit of lust that came into play. Not completely because um, there was so many red flags that I was just like, ooh, that it, I was not completely blinded by it. But I've, I've been at fault at it too and I'm sure a lot of people have. I think that's an, one thing and I, I don't know. How did you get out of that? You know, how did the it clear up for you? I mean, honestly, I'm st- <laughs> I'm still working on it. It's it's been an ongoing process for a minute for me, um, just because I think with specifically this person, mm-hmm. um, I, I've known them for a long time, so I get I think the history component had also played a mm-hmm. part in it on mm-hmm. top of the lust. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's just reminding myself of my value and mm-hmm. that. I deserve better, frankly, mm-hmm. than what they could provide right. me with. And just also recognizing that they can't provide me with the things that I believe I need for myself. Mm. So, you know, it's kind of looking at like, okay, does this... And, and I think it's also too, it's important to look at patterns. Patterns of people and the way that people show you who they are. Mm-hmm. So specifically with the lust component, you know, are they really hitting me up when they're lonely at night? Are they hitting me up at 2 a.m. versus like yeah, are they just in horny. the morning? <laughs> exactly. Are they just horny? You know, do I only hear from them when it's convenient and on their turn? Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I think it's really looking at those things. And then I also think it's, you know, I guess going back to that core value and that centerpiece, you know, mm-hmm. what what would I want this to be in comparison to what is it looking like right now? And so I think, um, I think another reason why, and this is, I'm glad we're talking about this. Another reason why I often think they get ignored is because, uh, oftentimes people get into relationships or they start dating someone and they get really comfortable and they don't want to get out of their comfort zone, their, their own little world, own little bubble. Um, and they choose to ignore the red flags on purpose, not even on accident. They choose to ignore it on purpose. And because of that, um, oftentimes they'll just, you know, put those red flags aside and continue the relationship, even though they know it's probably not the best thing for them in the long run. Yeah, I think it's really easy for people to get so comfortable with the same, I guess, maybe like personality types or traits or stuff like that. that they're, ty- yes. Yeah, you know, that they're always used to and mm-hmm. like they know in the back of their mind that it this doesn't work for me. This is proven not to work for me, but mm-hmm. I'm familiar with it. It's what I'm used to. So Ooh. it's it's easy to gravitate toward. Yeah. And it's hard to get out of, too, because that's something that's very challenging to get out of you know especially like how do you get out of your comfort zone how do you get out of that bubble um and and sometimes like and i'll even be honest it like for me what helped me was really listening to my friends because they have an outside perspective and i've even told my friends please please just please be blunt with me as much as possible and i know sometimes they're too scared because they're like well we don't want to be the reason why y'all break up or whatever but it's like no because sometimes I'm so blinded I can't even tell and you have such a better insight into who I am because you've known me longer than this girl that comes along and it's only known me for a couple months oh yeah I mean a good friend will tell you straight up Mm -hmm. the things you don't want to hear yeah even if it's gonna hurt you it's it's so you know and so you're aware because because you are in it with this other person Mm -hmm. you're likely to not be aware or even know at all yes. what the real dynamics are yeah or what's working there um and so i mean if you're a true friend definitely yeah. be honest about that yeah. call it out yeah no seriously and and here's the thing though that's where it's important to have good friends because good friends will tell you like hey you know um i don't know that the way they've been treating you or this or that you know i don't know if that's so that's good for you you know and i think uh, a lot of friends often don't say anything because they're like, well, I don't want to get involved. It's not my problem. But it's like you also have to understand that your friend may not be telling you a lot of things. They could be going through a lot of different types of abuse, emotional, physical, verbal, and they may not be even telling you. And maybe when you bring it up, they may actually like open up to you about it. 
Yeah, and I think another big thing, too, just in terms of friends, is for friends not only to tell you the truth, but if they see mm-hmm. something playing out in front of them that's a red flag, calling out it calling it out right then and there. Yes. I know <laughs> my my one of my best friends, um, Moni, she's amazing. Um, she's done that in situations with me before where she's called out the situation. She's like, okay, so, like, what what is this? Like, what's going on? Like, right then and there, because she sees the red flags like in the moment, and so um, I think it's I think it's really really That's great a good too. Friend. It is a good friend. It's really oh, she's great, um, but it's it's really great too that like even if you're in a mutual space with other people and they're mm-hmm. surrounded with this person that may or may not have these red flags, that your company is willing to stick up for you in the way mm-hmm. where they can call them mm-hmm. out right then and there, and then really pay attention to how that person responds. Because yeah. that'll tell you a lot, too. Yes. Yeah. You know, huge shout out to my friend Karina for uh, helping me get through a lot lately. Uh, she's actually been the one who's been like, bitch, if you don't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Go like, on. Yeah. Yes. Like, can't you see this girl? Is-? I'm like, yes. ah, you were right the whole time. My mm-hmm. bad. So a huge shout out to her because uh, we all need, like I said, we all need a friend like that. And if you don't have a friend like that, why don't you ask your friends? Like, hey, um, I don't know. I have this gut feeling, you know, and sometimes like you actually bring it up to your friends and your friends will be like, actually, now that you mention it, you know, definitely, definitely. Point, right? Sometimes you have to open the door, but once mm-hmm. it's open, like, you know, you guys will grow together and everything mm-hmm. um, in that in that sense. And yeah. But, uh, you know, another reason, you know, red flags are dismissed is because of our own personal insecurities true which true, is true, true, true. really hard to come to terms with it's really hard yeah. to accept you me know, that insecurities never never no um but no it is it's a big thing and it's amazing how our insecurities kind of play out without us really actively knowing mm. or recognizing them mm. um but it, it happens all the time i mean do you have any experiences with that mm, i would say hmm. i would say i think the last relationship i had like legit one um some insecurities did come into play which probably prolonged the relationship but also okay so i remember we had broken up and then we got back together however oh man um how am i gonna say this uh i'm trying to be like careful but i don't i don't think she's gonna listen but (laughs) (laughs) okay so here my my goofy ass okay so this is what happened so then like we break up and then we started talking again and you know my insecurity was you know oh it's what's comfortable it's what i know so i'm just gonna go back to her you know whatever and i'm too scared to meet anybody else and so but mind you she was kind of talking to someone else at the same time so my attention wasn't i mean um um her attention to me like it wasn't fully there so I don't know I just allowed myself to like her to talk to other people while trying to talk to me and I was okay with that but then I was like you are so dumb dude like you should have just been like all right cool like I clearly you want to talk to other people so I'm gonna just let you do your thing and then Mm -hmm. just I should have just walked away so keep moving uh, I think that was one thing for me that I was just uh, I I look back at it I'm like I was so dumb like why did you allow her to kind of toy with you in such a way you know, yeah. I don't know. Is is this hitting home for you right now? It is. No, it definitely is a little bit. You see the. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can't see it, but but my I mind's going yeah. for sure. Yeah. Manny can see Her it. Her eyes are opening up. Like they're like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, this hits. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think for me, I think at at one point in time in my life, I I had the fear of like other people, I guess, not finding me attractive, mm-hmm. or you know being into me if you will so then when this one person showed interest towards me i ignored all their red flags Mm. because i was like oh well you know i should just accept this for what you know you know what i mean like oh forget the red flags this person's into me like they're feeling me like especially like i guess with the specific person that i'm referring to i had never really had that before Mm -hmm. him um So, yeah, so because of that alone and because of that fear of not, I guess, being wanted by others, Mm. that is what caused me to ignore a lot of the red flags that were there. Oh, yeah. See that and that you gave a perfect example of kind of just that I think you're just ignoring things on purpose and just like 
it's like you know the evidence is there it's laid out in front of you Mm -hmm. but you just choose because like you said insecurities well yeah and and we all have the need to be accepted Mm -hmm. that's a need that everybody has no matter who you talk to no matter how much they try to deny that in some form or fashion in some type of intensity you know everyone has their own way of expressing it but we all want to be accepted yes especially and we all want to be accepted in a romantic way i mean that's our we're human beings. We're meant yeah. to love. Oh, yeah. We're, we're meant, meant to connect to, in yes, that way. Exactly. We're wired to exactly. connect in that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I know. I think you make a, such a great point because <laughs> um, I think with, especially when you're trying to get to know someone, it's like that's why people download these apps, you know, like Bumble, Tinder, whatnot. And because they're like, you know, they may have those, it may stem from an insecurity of, I want to feel accepted and loved, so I'm going to download this app so I can connect with someone, so maybe they can start wanting me so I can feel love, you know, and it's just this constant cycle, because I've done that before. Oh, I've done it too, are you I, kidding me? Shoot, I did it last week, but then I, I deleted the app, I deleted, <laughs> um, to be honest, I deleted the app. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, I literally deleted um, one of my apps yesterday, um, but like, same as you and everybody else not only do we want to be accepted but we want mm-hmm. that acceptance through attention yeah which is completely Ooh. normal that's a huge it's completely normal yeah. but definitely sometimes that attention and that acceptance mm-hmm. you know is also reflecting that need for a deeper connection or love or you know having somebody accept us in such a romantic way exactly Alrighty, so, um, like I said earlier, we got a lot of great responses on our social media when we posed the question, you know, what are your red flags? Thank you guys so much to everyone who messaged Manny and I, um, either through Instagram or Snapchat or text message, whatever it may be. Just thank you guys so much for taking the time to give us your feedback in regards to red flags. We got a lot of, we got a lot of responses, which is fabulous, (laughs) Um, but we're not going to be able to get through all of them so we kind of picked um the top common ones um but some of the responses that you guys gave us will also be mentioned in our deal breakers episode um once we dive Mm. more into what deal breakers in relationships or friendships um are what those look like um but starting off um with highlighting um so the first feedback i want to highlight is so one of the responses that um we received is um, one red flag is when the person is being very secretive about their phone Mm. so like hiding their phone Mm. Um, maybe you walk up to them and like they're really quick to put their phone away Mm. um they're just acting really sketchy with their phone and i think this is a super common red flag and it's a very valid one too because it's it's like, why are you acting so sketchy? Yes. Yes. I, I agree completely. Like, I mean, when you're hiding your phone and you're being secretive with it, don't think, and when you have that gut feeling and you notice it, don't think that you are wrong because I'm telling you, you are most likely right. I'll say about 85% right that there's something up for sure. And there's something that they're not telling you. Um, they, you know, like, for example, uh, this last person that I was talking to, I just had a good feeling. And I don't know, it wasn't that they were being super secretive, but they were kind of being a little bit suspicious with their behavior, with their phone. And so when I actually did go through their phone, um, like, everything was validated. Like, I was just like, oh, wow, you're talking to other guys. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, talking mm-hmm. to other guys. And, this, and I found a lot of i found a lot of receipts basically um so for me that was just kind of um an an example of like that was a red flag and it always had been i just didn't really do anything about it until i did something about it (laughs) i guess i don't know um yeah i mean have you had experience like that with hiding phones and stuff like that i haven't had experiences like that but i have friends who have had Mm. experiences like that and um, yeah, I mean, when somebody's hiding your phone and they're acting weird about it, obviously they're trying to hide something. So mm-hmm. definitely take note of that. Um, you know, I think it all depends. You can tell a lot about a person about the way they respond to things. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you call them out, you know, how did they respond to you calling them out about putting their phone so putting their phone away so quickly? Um, and, you know, and I don't know, I don't want to say 
you know, hiding your phone is bad, you know, especially if you're a private person. You know, I get it. We all have privacy and everything like that. But privacy does not mean sketchy. So Mm. you do not have to, you know, so somebody can be private and they can make that known to you that they're private. But if they're like scrambling really quick to, to, I don't know, to hide something or put away something that they don't want you to see, then yeah, definitely a red flag. So I think another red flag that is important to discuss and another one that was submitted to us. Um, is how that person treats servers, waitstaff, I think just strangers in general, Um, maybe uh, etiquette, you know, the way they, like, are they, not proper, what is it, what's the word? um, I guess do they have basic manners? (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) They have manners, which is crazy because... You would think manners would you be would universal, but it's think. not Mm-mm. by any means. It's not. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a it's a really big one because, you know, if you're on a date with somebody and they're treating the server, you know, like crap, they're like, you know, or being like either too demanding or or like speaking to them really rudely mm-hmm. or just like complaining about every little single thing instead of letting the person just simply do their job. Um, I think that says a lot and it can kind of, I guess, foreshadow how they may treat you or how they Mm -hmm. may treat people around you. So, yeah. And I think this is definitely a red flag and something that we wanted to point out because it's how they're treating other human beings. Right. Um, So if you see that they're treating someone in a way that is just completely inappropriate or um, degrading or in a way that you know yourself, if you put yourself in their shoes, you would be offended, then that should already be a sign there that's like, okay, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. That's definitely not okay. Um, and it's okay to even bring that up to that person and be like, hey, um, why, did you, why, why did you feel the need to do that? You know, and I think it's important to also call out certain red flags, which is not easy because you, you don't, people don't like confrontation, but... I feel like it's necessary because how are, how is that person ever going to know that their behavior is inappropriate or disrespectful unless someone brings it up to them, especially if it's, especially if they like you, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Definitely. I think we need to get more comfortable with calling people out and just saying um, what we believe is wrong or right, right there mm-hmm. in the moment, um, especially if you are, you know, meeting someone or hanging out with someone who could be a prospective partner, um, you definitely want to call out those things right away because then they know where you stand as well. Right. They know the kind of person you are. Exactly. Exactly. And so, and in that way too, you're kind of helping both you and that person kind of decide if you guys are a good fit for each other. Yeah. I think, I think it also helped, like you kind of said it, it helps them realize for the, for their perspective, oh, he or she's not going to allow this. I better shape up and better, you know, act accordingly or else I may not ever see them again or they may not definitely want to talk to me because sometimes they just need that extra push and be like, oh, you know what? You're right. My bad. I'm so sorry. Like, damn, thank you. And so it may not turn out as bad as you think because I feel like with confrontation, we think about the worst possible situation instead of the um, most beneficial situation, you know, where... The person's like, oh, thank you. Or, you know, they may get a little bit butthurt, but, you know, at the end, they're like, thank you for bringing this up to me. You know, I didn't realize or maybe I did realize and I'm going to try to work on it. So can you help me? You know, and maybe they may actually reach out to you for help. Yeah. And overall, if someone likes you enough, they will act accordingly. Mm. They mm. will be receptive and they will. You would hope so, right? You would hope so. But I'm, I'm so serious, too. I feel like that's like a really big thing. Like if some, you know, somebody likes you when they're willing to adjust their behavior and they're willing to take note over what you will mm. accept versus what you will not accept. And if they're not about it, that's a red flag within that's a, that's themselves. A red flag. They, they already showed flag. you. Yes, that's yeah. the red flag. And speaking of willingness to change behavior, well, lack of thereof, um, another red flag that was submitted to us is narcissism what is narcissism what is a narcissist Dana? so a narcissist is someone who when i think of a narcissist i think of a, a five-year-old child you know it's always me 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 mm. they're not able to think about adult other people child. an adult child mm-hmm. a, a man child mm-hmm. <laughs> a man child it could be a woman child too it could be a woman child hey 
honestly. Because yes. there are plenty, you yes. know, it goes on both sides, yes. okay? No matter, narcissists are everywhere, okay? Let's be honest. Um, but it's definitely somebody who is not able to recognize anything but themselves. Um, they're not, yeah, and they just suck. <laughs> it's so rude to say. But honestly, it's it's hard to have compassion for a narcissist because they are so blinded by how much how high i guess they hold themselves mm -hmm. which isn't bad it's not bad by any means to hold yourself to a high regard not saying that but when it comes to a point where you try to escape accountability and responsibility for the way that you move through the social world that's when it becomes an issue mm, dang, okay did you just pull that out of your mind right now <laughs> i <laughs> did where did that come from that was good a little pat on the back <laughs> yeah that, you know what that was really good Thanks, Dana. Manny. that was really good now i don't know how to follow that up but um, no, narcissism is definitely, um, something that I feel like often gets sided with men, but there's a lot of women out there that are narcissists, but they just do it in a way that's more subtle or maybe that you may not recognize. For example, the last person I was talking to, um, <clears throat> she was definitely a narcissist in the fact that if you ever try to bring something up to her and you try to tell her, hey, you know what, I don't like when you do this, or you make me feel this way when you say these things and stuff like that. They always make um, an excuse for why, and for validating why they did this. So they never want to hear about what they did wrong. They don't never want to hear about the criticisms. You know, when you say, hey, you know, what? I don't like when you did that. Well, actually, it's because of this, this, and this. It, there's always a, because, there's always a yeah, but reason. Mm -hmm. There was always a yeah, but reason for her. And it was so annoying because... She could never take the criticism, and so she thought so highly of herself. And I'm like, dude, but, like, you're not perfect, and you even admit you're not. And when I try to tell you these things, you continue to get, like, you. she, like, defended a lot. Mm. And someone who thought Playing too highly victim? of herself. Yes. Playing yeah. victim. Yeah. That's one of the big signs of a narcissist. Yeah, friend. I feel it. Like, okay, so really quick. I feel like oftentimes narcissists people when they think narcissists they think someone who's just going to be think of themselves highly on a pedestal but there's different ways to define a narcissist right definitely and i think i mean in narcissism it could be really subtle like you said Very subtle. i mean i think one of the ways i'm glad you brought this up because i was just about to talk about this but mm -hmm. i think one of the subtle ways i guess when you're getting to know someone you can know of or recognize identify their narcissist tendencies if they just go on and on and on about themselves, mm. about themselves without asking you anything. You know, I mean, I think we can all agree that a conversation or just getting to know someone, it's a dance. It's a balance. Yes. It's a back and forth. It's a give and take. And so when someone is just constantly, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. When somebody is constantly, constantly talking uh, about themselves, yeah. everything that you say or that other people say mm -hmm. around them, their response is always drawn back to them. They need to, to be the center of, the, of attention, right? At all times. Mm -hmm. That is definitely a red mm -hmm. flag and something to definitely look for. And that'll be something to help you recognize if you know if the person you are interacting with has narcissist tendencies or... Yeah, they could be a legit, have a... What is it a uh, personality disorder? Mm. Narcissism? Narcissism is, is a personality is, disorder. So they could literally have narcissistic traits or a narcissistic disorder. So just be mindful. And there's a difference between the two because according to the DSM-5. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't actually have it on me. I don't actually Therapy have it on me. <laughs> but there is a certain amount of traits for a certain amount of length and a certain intensity that requires someone to be considered a narcissist with mm -hmm. like narcissistic disorder mm -hmm. um, mood disorder versus oh they just have narcissistic traits it's like someone who has maybe depressive traits but not like generalized depression like they yes. haven't been diagnosed you know so yes. something to be mindful of Definitely. And also with that, um, you know, we are all human. And so I'm sure that all of us can engage in narcissism or um, portray ourselves in a narcissistic way from time to time. Sure. I mean, who doesn't love to talk about themselves? All of us love to talk about ourselves. Dana loves to talk about I herself. I love to talk about myself. That's, literally That's clearly why I'm here. Yes. Duh. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when it becomes a a continuous habit where like you can't even get a word in mm. or it's just like every little thing you know this person isn't even asking you about your day you know you bring mm. up oh i'm really interested in this and you know they kind of 
end the conversation there and bring it back to themselves. Mm. Um, so, yeah, just little things like that are just really important to take note of and can just tell you a lot. Yeah. And you know that narcissism also kind of blends into the next point we want to talk about is um, lack of self-awareness. Mm. I think... Um, what, what do you mean exactly by lack of self-awareness? So I guess lack of self-awareness, it, it really does kind of go into the narcissism um, red flag point that we touched on because um, without a self-aware, without not having self-awareness means that you lack of knowing how you interact. You lack of knowing exactly how you engage in that dance. Ooh, exactly how you engage of that dance of conversation of give and take back and forth. Um, you know, not really knowing how you come off to others or how Ooh, others yeah. may perceive you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, or, 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 yeah, or lack of like, um, you know, maybe if, you know, your normal talk, it comes off really harsh or really rude to mm. other people, you know, being aware of things like that. So it's really just having a good understanding of self and having a lack of an understanding of self um, is a big red flag because mm-hmm. you would hope that the person that you are interacting with or considering, you know, for a partnership or a relationship, you want them to be sure of themselves mm-hmm. so that they have something to bring to the table with right. you as opposed to you trying to help them build up their awareness and yeah. understanding of self. Yeah. I hope I said that right. No, I'm actually you make a, so there's one point that you may, while you were saying, um, about how the way they talk, you know, come off harsh. That kind of reminded me a little bit about code switching, you know? Mm. And so, like, there there needs to be an awareness of how to talk to your significant other's parents versus talking to their friends, like, if you're mm. meeting them for the first time. Yes. Ooh, okay, so Ooh, let me give an example of my lack of self-awareness. <laughs> so one time, so this was my, my ex um, that I had dated for, like, a year and a half, a year and three months. And... I went to go meet her friends for the first time. Some of her friends, they were like from the burbs and were eating at their family's house, whatever. And I don't know why I did this, but, (laughs) but like I burped out loud thinking it was cool, you know, because I think I was so insecure that the attention wasn't on me and they weren't asking me about myself. And, and I'll admit like, yeah, that was like a, a fault of mine. And I was like, now that I think about it, I'm like, yo, that was dumb. You shouldn't have done that. That's so embarrassing. Like, why would you, like, blatantly burp? And I saw their faces, and they didn't, like, I didn't say excuse me or anything. So that's, um, yeah, that's me just showing how I am not perfect. And no, I learned from that, though. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, none of us, none of us are perfect. We are all human. We all... Mm do things like that all the time where we do something and we're like, oh crap, why the, why the hell yeah. did I do that? We've all been there. We've all done that. But I think mm-hmm. it's just so important for somebody to just be aware of, you know, their communication style, how they approach relationships, mm-hmm. how they interpret and receive love. This kind of goes into like love languages. It's really Ooh, important yeah, to know love your language. love language and know, you know, what is you know, what is really important for you, um, to have in a partner? Is it important for you to see them engaging Mm -hmm. with you constantly, whether texting and calling constantly, or is it important for you to see them actively make time and make effort to see you? So, Mm -hmm. um, I think Mm -hmm. it's really important just to be self-aware in those ways Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. What about, uh, well, I guess this kind of blends into it. Emotional self-awareness too, right? Like, yes. Emotional intelligence. Yeah. Right. Emotional maturity and emotional intelligence. Yeah. You, you would hope that they would have awareness of that too and how the way they're acting or the way they're presenting themselves can really affect how you react and how you Mm. deal with, you know, like I could have worded this a lot better, but since I didn't, my partner's upset at me and they assume that I'm angry at them, but really I'm not. I'm just more frustrated because of all this other stuff that's going, you know, all that stuff. A hundred percent. So, but yeah, yeah. no, definitely. Definitely. And I'm smiling right now, folks. Maybe you can hear my smile while I'm talking. It's just because, yeah, I've been learning more, um, I guess, right now in my life, just how important that emotional intelligence is Mm -hmm. and how attractive that actually is. I mean, I know we talked about this a little bit the last episode, how attractive emotional intelligence is, but Mm -hmm. it is so important to be emotionally intelligent and to be in tune with that and Mm -hmm. to recognize those things because that's also how you build a partnership with somebody. That's how you, that's, you know, it helps lay that foundation for you guys um, to maybe even possibly build 
a unison emotional maturity yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, exactly. so very important. Um, let's see, what else we got here? This one right here. This one? That one you wanted. Gotcha. So the next one, uh, which was a common one, which I thought was really good, but when the a red flag is when the person cannot respect your boundaries, mm -hmm. your space, or the pace of how you would like the relationship or just the getting to know you you know to move they can't respect you know say you know um you really want to take things slow and this person is like well i don't want you know i, I want to see you every day like right away and yeah. we have to text and talk all the time and oof, all that stuff oof. they're not willing to just let you kind of be and just kind of have the oh, relationship grow naturally that's definitely a big red flag I, mm. you said oh man so. yeah oh my gosh i i feel like all these red flags i've experienced in the past like couple months but this one definitely because with the whole texting thing uh the person that i was talking to last time she was like constantly like call me text me call me text me like so needy um and i know she had abandonment issues but man it was so needy and i was like dude like i felt i felt so um worried all the time because i was like if she's not going to call if she's if i'm not making sure that i'm talking to her then i'm not giving her what she needs and i was so concerned about her i felt drained like really really drained and so, yeah, I, I think that's something that, you know, I, and sometimes I would be like, I just need my own space and she would get upset. Um, and so that's the whole respecting boundaries, physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, mm -hmm. you know, and man, it, it was very, very challenging. Definitely. And, and setting boundaries is really hard. But if you have mm. them set and somebody yeah. isn't respecting them, it shows them how little respect they have for you. Maybe. Mm -hmm they're not aware of their lack of respect for you in that way but that is pretty disrespectful when you're not accommodating to what somebody has blatantly told you yeah. you know mm -hmm. like for instance um one of my girlfriends told me about a story she was hanging out with this guy and she had blatantly told him like i don't like to be touched like i don't want to go there like it's just not me like okay you know like don't touch me or whatever like that and he kept trying to push uh, he's like no, no, he, no. he kept he kept saying oh well uh, this is just the natural progression of things excuse no. me i already told you what my boundaries were and for you to not respect them like you clearly don't respect me so i think that's a, a really big red flag and it's something to really take note mm -hmm. of because if they're not respecting you early on with something little think about how much they won't respect you down the line yep. if you choose to yeah. pursue anything with them yeah no you make you make a really good point that that's a that's another big one is just that physical boundary like n that boundary of like this is my body this is my space yes. you need to respect it yes. and if i'm not feeling it then that's that's okay don't get offended you know and i think that there needs to be constant open communication about what are your expectations of that Oof. person because if you don't know those expectations then that's where the boundaries get crossed mm. and they don't even know that there's a boundary, but you assume that they know, you know? And it's, so it's like those assumptions too, that come into play, man. It's a cycle. Ooh, oh, it yeah. is a cycle. But again, <laughs> with cycle. that, like you can't assume anything, you can't assume yeah. that somebody knows everything. Mm. So that's why it is Just so ask. important. Just ask, communicate. Mm -hmm. I said, ask, ask, <laughs> <laughs> communicate. Um, and yeah, if somebody doesn't respect it early on, um, believe, believe what, how somebody shows you the first time. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm, especially when it comes to boundaries. Now, so the last red flag, and I guess you'll explain this one because this is actually <laughs> a term that's pretty cool. I've never heard of, but uh, go ahead and explain what this one is. Yeah, so this was a really common one, too. And my friend, um, shout out to Chris. I hope you're listening. Shout but, out, um, Chris. Um, so, yeah, she um, put this term on it, Houdini. So uh, this is in relation to inconsistent text or calls. So when someone is being, you know, really engaging or has just a pattern of engagement and then they just kind of disappear or switch up and they pull a houdini on you you know they disappear <laughs> they they pull a nice little magic act and you know ooh, something different so um so yeah so i think this is a really big red flag um this kind of goes back into i guess the boundaries i guess aspect or just 
not boundaries, I'm sorry, the self-awareness piece of knowing mm. exactly what you want and mm-hmm. the type of expectations, you know, and everything that yeah. you want from a partner. Um, inconsistent texts or calls, I mean, it's this is a sticky one, I will have to say, just because everybody has their... Um, their own definition of, of what like inconsistency. Yeah, some looks people like. like the fact that they don't call or text all the time and they prefer face to face. Some people need that, you know, some people only need just a couple texts here throughout the day. Definitely, but I do think it is a it is a really strong red flag in terms of knowing how into some how into you someone is mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I think I think regardless, no matter who it is, I think if somebody's Mm -hmm. into you or if somebody wants to spend time with you or talk to you or communicate with you, whatever Mm -hmm. it may be, they'll do it and they'll make it happen. Yeah. People will, what people want, they will make happen, you know, and and that's it, you know? Yeah, that's true. So I think, (laughs) so I think inconsistent calls and texts are a red flag just because it maybe reveals to you that the person isn't as into you or is maybe just using you mm. for their convenience mm. um which is just something to you know be mindful of yeah. um but that's also going to say i get in these moods too you know not everybody wants to talk to people all the time which is completely fine yeah, it's completely fine um but i guess also if you're feeling that way just communicate that yeah um, but i don't know what does what do you think of like the inconsistent text <clears throat> calls um, houdinis yeah, no, that's a good term. I'm going to use that now. <laughs> With, um, I don't know. I guess I've never really experienced that a lot. I mean, so, but I do think that I think it's just being, the only way to deal with that is just being open and honest. Like, at least for me, I would just be like, hey, you know what? I'm not really a big texter or I just, I may just more i like may message on snapchat more or instagram more than than texting so i don't know i guess that that's a new one for me honestly because i've never fully experienced that before um i'm trying to think i mean yeah no i haven't i mean because if someone what what have i what i've experienced is like if someone just doesn't really isn't really into me they're not going to really text me and stuff like that that's what i've experienced so it's just i'm like okay you've made it known you like i've tried to talk to you and you don't want to talk back to me okay cool like I get it, yeah. Uh, I'm not, and I'm not that butthurt about it because I'm like I knew that there was a chance that you weren't gonna really want to talk to me anyway. So, Ooh. you know, kudos to you for thinking know. like that because that is so hard. <laughs> I mean, or like I I have one girlfriend. I know she was talking to a dude, and like he would he would like text her, reach out to her like once every like three weeks, like three mm. four weeks. Mm. So it'd be like hey, have a conversation. They'd be mm-hmm. vibing, and then nothing three weeks ago oh, okay yeah, showing no. up again vibing da, 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 nothing would they actually see each other in person i think because of covid hit i think mm. they weren't seeing each other as much i know they went on like a date or two okay um like that but the inconsistency was really confusing because it was like okay what do you want yeah which i guess you know then brings yeah, up nah, you know if you go on a date and stuff then okay that's a different story for sure like yeah 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 because it's like okay what you doing yeah what are we doing (laughs) what is this um so yeah and yeah and i've experienced that too i mean someone Mm -hmm. you know taking me out and then you know not being as consistent as they were like the past month so Mm. so yeah Mm. so that's definitely a big one um and i think again it just reveals to you how much somebody actually cares to get to know you versus how much they don't Mm -hmm. and if the effort that they are showing is in something that you'd want or that you'd like. You can either communicate that with them or you can keep it moving. Yeah, and that leads me to the our, our last point, which is kind of like, when is enough enough? And we just wanted to touch a little bit on this really quick. Um, and knowing when is it enough for you to realize, okay, this is enough red flags for me. It could just be one that really does it for you. It could be one that's very substantial and that's like, okay, you know what? I can't do it. Um, or it could be a couple smaller red flags. I, I don't know what, for you, what have you experienced when enough is enough? I was just telling you this, <laughs> but enough is enough for me, I guess, specifically recently for me. Um, I don't know. I've personally been in a place where I do not want to allow anybody to mess with my peace. 
So um, enough is enough for me when I find myself constantly being annoyed or Mm. feeling stressed or Mm -hmm. just feeling just having negative feelings um, around my communication or my interactions with somebody. And so if it's consistently negative and consistently frustrating, Mm. annoying, Mm. I'm like, I can't wrap my mind around this, whatever, that's interrupting my peace. And Mm. so because for me personally, I've been able to acknowledge like I'm tired of feeling like this. I'm tired of feeling stressed out frustrated Mm -hmm. annoyed because i'm not getting what i truly want yeah then i'm done with it yeah no i i think that's a really good answer that's a really good answer um for me enough is enough when um i would say when i am not acting like myself and when my friends see it um when i am going above and beyond for someone but realizing that my cup is empty and i am pouring out nothing and i have nothing left and i like okay for example i'm gonna bring it back to this because this is just recent of course so um this is just for all of you to understand so uh the girl that i was dating um okay so i remember when it was enough was enough when i had a this has never happened to me i had like a, a panic attack because I was so concerned because she wasn't texting me back and I was scared that she was talking to someone else, which, eh, which was actually right in the end. Um, but the point is that I was like, I never get these panic attacks and anxiety feelings like ever. And I had to, it took me forever. Like I had to go drive and just, you know, um, just speak into my little recorder thing on my phone to kind of like dump out my feelings. Um, and even my friends noticed, like, you, I wasn't acting like myself. You know, I was being very antisocial with them. And I think that, for me, when I just realized enough's enough, you know, I, I can't act like this. If it's, I'm, I'm so focused, like, right now, I'm focused on my internship. I have been. You know, I can't be having something that's completely stressing me out and will possibly affect the way I interact with my clients, you know. So that was, that for me was enough. It's when I noticed I wasn't acting like myself. You know, no, thank you so much for sharing that, because I think that experience is so common, specifically Mm -hmm. like how you started experiencing panic attacks, like when it begins um, inflicting on your like your Mm -hmm. functioning. Yes. The way you can function. Um, then that that's a big tell that is that enough is enough and that it's it's not serving. you. Yeah. No, that's definitely. And that's why, you know, we wanted to make this episode so everyone can understand what are red flags, how to define them, uh, you know, when is enough enough. And we give examples from our own lives so that and, you know, from friends so that you can understand, you know, maybe you're going through something similar or you might later down the line or you did in the past. And now you're just realizing, oh, actually, that was a red flag, you know. Definitely, definitely. I think this is a topic that is universal. Um, I know we we didn't get through everything that was submitted, um, but like I said, some of those responses will be in another episode. Um, deal breakers. Yeah, deal breakers. So mm-hmm. definitely stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, no, hopefully what you guys heard today was very relatable, something that you guys could connect with. Maybe you guys laughed a little bit because I know some of the <laughs> stuff we talked about is like, yeah. oof, it kind of hit us for sure. It did. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, what what would be your big takeaway? Uh, wow, you make you, you sound just like me when I'm talking to my clients. At the <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have 10 minutes left in sessions. All right. <laughs> What's your biggest takeaway? Okay, um, my biggest takeaway, though, is I've learned so much about myself and I've gone through so much and I've experienced so many different types of people, um, good and bad, uh, that now I'm really certain more than ever now what I really want in someone and what I am not willing to allow at all. Like, even if I smell it, like, (laughs) I'm not allowing (laughs) it. I'm going to get a whiff. (laughs) Like, yes, I am not allowing it. I'm just like, okay, you know, I'm good. I'm good. You know, like, um, there was this one person that I was just recently talking to and, um, you know, they're, they're cool. But then I was like, you know what? I'm not that. It was kind of like the other girl. I was like, I wasn't that attracted to them. I was like, eh, no, I'm okay. And so, you know, I'm just going to keep it friendly. That's all it is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's my biggest takeaway. How about you? 
Um, my biggest takeaway, which is kind of like the theme in my life right now as I'm moving um, through a shift right now, but it's not letting anyone mess with my peace. Mm. And it could be very minuscule on a, you know, very small where I'm just interacting with someone and something they say kind of brings up that question mark in my head again and kind of mm. interrupts my peace on a, on a very small level. Or it can be something a lot grander than that mm. where it's been an ongoing relationship and that interaction with that person is mm. is frustrating me till no end so mm. um but yeah overall for me the takeaway is to not let allow anybody to disturb my peace um whether it's just getting to know them or something longer than that so yeah yeah that was really good uh, i'm really glad that we did this episode and thank you everyone to, for listening um like i said if you have any questions comments anything you want us to talk about or something you want to ask us personally go ahead and uh, DM our Instagram, our Facebook, or our Gmail. It's um, blissfulmindpod at gmail.com is our Gmail. Or you can hit us up on our personal um, Instagrams or Snapchats too, or text us. Mm -hmm. And it could be questions. Um, We also are really big fans of feedback and constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. So please um, feel free to share your thoughts. Um, Let us know what you guys think. Let us know if there's anything you guys believe we can be doing better. Um, We are open to everything. So please just, yeah, hit us up. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, have a great weekend. And uh, we're going to get through this election together. Yes. (laughs) Yes, we will Um, get through it. So take care of yourself. Yeah, self-care, number one. Number one, number one. one. All right, bye, guys. Bye.